here in the back. Would you welcome with me Jeremy Camp? Howdy, howdy. Oh, this is nice in here. You didn't really come for the talk back, did you? You came for the air conditioning. I know it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> You're like, yes, that's true. true. No. <laughs> did this start yesterday, the festival? Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, yeah, it's four days, isn't it? You guys are brave, brave souls. <laughs> All right. Well, you are talking to youth pastors and youth leaders. Awesome. And uh, you are Thank you for what you do. Yeah. Seriously. And you being a a worship leader, why don't you talk to them a little bit about how they can get their students engaged in worship? Yeah, we, I was just having a conversation with uh, a runner. I was going to the hotel and we were coming back and we're talking about uh, the gap in the generation and what's happening. And, uh, you know, honestly, it's, you know, we're saying, well, we need to figure out what they, what they want. I think sometimes we don't, they don't really know what they want or what they need. And, you know, we're so reliant uh, and we have to be so reliant on the Holy Spirit leading us in everything that we're doing. That's the only way that we're going to have impact. And I think, think for me, um, you know, just doing this for a long time, I'm realizing more and more. I've always known that it's not about me, but you realize more and more that if I try to do anything in my own strength, in my own accord, it, it fails every single time. But when I'm saying, God, you lead and you direct. Then he gives specific words for that night, you know, and even tonight, I pray that something special for creation here, for the kids here. And so, um, honestly, it's, it's hard to say, how do you, how do you get someone to do something? I, it's a lot of it is you lead by example. Um, if you tell someone to, to do something or this is how you do it, they can listen, but when they watch someone, so if they watch you worship, I, I've been to many churches, um, where the pastor sometimes, and this is not a diss on anybody, but will come out after worship to just to, to preach. And that's fine if that's what they want to do. But I've, I've noticed that the places that I've gone where, where the pastors will sit in during worship with everybody in worship, um, they're leading by example. And so one huge thing that I know I can encourage you all is, is you're like for us, we get to get on stage and play. And you guys are the ones that are left um, with these kids to impact them uh, more on a day to day basis. And so they're going to watch you, everything that you do, even the way you worship. And so um, but really, Holy Spirit. Um, is the one who does the work and leading by example. So, yeah, I don't know if that's awesome. what you're asking, but, <laughs> but it's kind of like the conversation I was having today, so it was yeah. good. Very cool. So what is it like, uh, well, let's ask this. You, you travel a lot, um, so what are some of your favorite things to do when you're not on stage? Oh, favorite things I do. Um, I like playing golf and riding motorcycles. Is that a weird, like, and every time I say that, it's always, like, weird. They're like, you like <laughs> motorcycles and golf don't, go together at but at the same time yeah yeah really we tricky. basically it's yeah. like polo but with a motorcycle and with a golf club it's it's amazing you guys yeah wear your helmet yeah <laughs> um we like going on the lakes like tomorrow we're gonna try to go to the lake so yeah just my family that's if i if i spend some quality time with my family then i'll do that kind of stuff too but we love um going to the lakes together and, and just hanging out so and what's that like how do you balance family and ministry and being on the road and all those things um, I have a great community of people and they ask me the hard questions. And one thing that we do with our kids that it's, it's funny because a word can, can do so much more than what you think. And sometimes when you ask someone how they're doing, you kind of go, hi, how are you doing? And they're like, oh, I'm good. But what we do with our kids and it kind of pierces even deeper is we go, how's your heart? And my, my son one time goes, he was five. He's like, I think it's okay. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, oh no. So I had to explain it to him, you know, but I've noticed in my kids that 
you know, when I say, how's your heart, it makes them really stop and think about how they're really doing. Because I think we can kind of get along to saying, yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm doing okay. But when you're saying, how's your heart, you have to check to see how am I doing really? And, uh, so that's a huge thing with, with family. Um, they come with me a lot, which is awesome. They were just out, um, a few weeks ago. We were out for a couple weeks together and we do mission trips together as a family. Um, yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm doing a lot less shows than I used to. I've been doing this for 16 years now, which is crazy. I cannot believe it. And, um, but probably doing like 70 shows now. I'm just keeping it to, I know it's still a lot probably to somebody. I know. Yeah, exactly. Only 70. Um, but yeah, I think it's, it's, it's the community asking the hard questions and just making sure you spend quality time, you know, with your family. All right, let's open it up for some questions from you guys because we, we're going to cut short in a little bit. And so what are some questions you guys have? Cricket, not all cricket. at once, guys. Not, I'm, not <laughs> hold it back, hold it back. All right. Thank you. Like <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks, bro. Awesome. Thanks, bro. I know exactly what, what to say. Yeah, um, my, it's called, a song called "My Desire." Um, that song is one of my favorite songs. Uh, I wrote it. The chorus says this: "It goes, this is my desire. This is my return. This is my desire to be used by you." And it's the most simple chorus I think I've I've written. Um, but if you listen to the verses and kind of the wrestle and the verses are just going, the releases. But God, it's almost like you know Isaiah saying, "Here I am, send me." Like, this is my, I just want to be used by you. Here's my hands, here's my feet, whatever you want. Um, and that's always been kind of, you know, I, I was talking once again in the car. We had a great conversation for half an hour with, uh, with uh, my friend in the car. But um, I was just saying, too, like, you know, it's one of those things where I've always considered myself a minister who happens to play music. And that's what I've always said. And, you know, I went to Bible college for two years and studied God's Word, and it was the best thing I ever did. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation, just really kind of tapping into feeding my soul. And, you know, I still have to do that, but it was a good foundation for me. And so when I first went out, um, I'm an ordained pastor, and so when I first went out to play, I had that in my mind. Like, I'm, I want to pastor people. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not there with them, but how can I have that pastoral heart when I'm speaking or when I'm playing? And, of course, that's been... Uh, I've grown in that as the years have gone and I've, I've learned more. I mean, I look back 16 years ago and go, what was I doing or thinking? And, you know, and you grow and mature like all of us do. And you look back and go, wow. Um, but I'm thankful God's still using this. And so my desire is just to be used by him, whatever it looks like. If I'm done playing in, in a few years or 30 years, um, I'm still going to do whatever he wants me to do. Uh, missions is a huge part of our lives as a family. And so I could see us doing something like that. Questions out there. That's a really good question. Um, I wouldn't say, oh, he, he was wondering, just saying, you know, as how has writing worship songs changed throughout the years? You know, when you first started writing, are you, you feel like it's easier because you're in the groove now um, and you kind of have done it or is it harder to find inspiration now? Um, yes and yes. And what I mean by that is, uh, you know, you, 
you learn to really try to tap into the Holy Spirit, you know, more and more. So that part of it is, um, it becomes more natural. But um, it is hard. As I've gotten older, you always want to say, okay, God, I want something fresh. And sometimes when you're required to put out album after album after album, it's hard to find inspiration because you don't want to force something. You want God to be really doing something deep in your heart and your spirit. And you want to uh, to write that down as something with depth and something that God has done in your heart. And, uh, and I'll admit, not every every, you know, three months to have like something crazy deep. God's still, I'm still growing. I'm still learning and maturing. There's not always something where I have an inspiration where I can write a song. Um, cause I try not to, unless I feel like I'm inspired by the Lord. And so, um, yeah, it, it is a little bit harder because, um, I think the pressures of putting out albums, I've, I've been really trying to, uh, I've been doing less and less, putting them out later and later. I must put out my last record I will follow. And then this new one was almost three years in between records. I've never done that before. Um, in my whole career, and I'm thankful I did because I'm so happy with uh, that I waited and said, no, I'm not ready yet. I don't feel ins- the full inspiration yet. So, But now I, I did, so I put it out. All right, right back here. Um, I think recently uh, was the one I went on with my daughters. I took them to Uganda. And it was just me and my daughters. I was like, <laughs> taking them by myself. They're 13 and 12. And I was like, honey, I didn't realize how much work it is to for myself with my kids. <laughs> so I, I, I praised her a little bit and said how awesome she was. Um, but it was one of those things where it was just me and my daughters. And we went and we ministered and we, we served for a week. And um, we went to um, Watoto Village um, out there uh, in Kampala. They're, they have a church and then they have a bunch of orphanages um, and homes that it's incredible what they're doing. And to watch my girls come alive. I mean, they, I can't even describe to you to watch them go, this is what we want to do. Um, they now, I mean, they've always kind of had this. Uh, they've always wanted to be missionaries. Uh, that's, we have a lot of missionary friends. We've read a lot of the missionary books, you know, to them. Um, but I've always been like, absolutely, if that's what you want to do, of course. Are you kidding me? Like, go serve the Lord wherever, go in all the nations. But reality, I want reality to set in into you and go, okay, let's, let's see what it's like. And uh, this was just, I, and they still loved it. And they're like, we want to be missionaries. I'm like, but remember, it's only a week out of your life, you know. I said, once you come and intern when you get older. And so they want to go intern there when they get older. Um, but they're on the side of the stage. I have a ministry called Speaking Louder Ministries that we go to different countries. Uh, we've been to uh, Kyrgyzstan, Ukraine, India, and now Uganda. And we're looking to go to, we got an invitation to Pakistan recently. So pray for us it's kind of a big deal. Um, and, uh, basically, uh, we do, you know, works things where we're doing medical facility in Entebbe, Uganda, um, houses being built in different places like in India. Um, but we do also outreaches. So I'll do a, I did a 35,000 people showed up at this outreach we did in, in Kampala. It was unbelievable. And a thousand people responded to the gospel. So just an incredible time. I think that's more where God's leading me, uh, a heart for evangelism, and I feel like that he's opened up doors around the world right now. We have an invite to Georgia, which is near Russia, not, not Georgia, like Atlanta, Georgia, like the, the country Georgia, and, and Pakistan. And so um, just pray for wisdom on that. But that was to, watch, to be with them and then for them to watch me do what I do in this different country and then watch the response and to see how it impacted them, was, it's incredible. So. All right, we got right here. Was 
Yeah, so, you know, I was raised in a Christian home, make a long story short, and, you know, my dad was in ministry all my life and became a pastor when I was 14, and when I was 16, I kind of came back to the Lord, gave my life to the Lord, and in that time, I remember the Lord speaking to me and saying, I want to use you, but you got to run as far away from the cliff as possible because you're on the edge of the cliff, about ready to jump off. I remember that very, very clearly to this day, going, wow, Lord just saved me from whatever he saved me from. It could have been crazy, but he saved me. And, uh, but I remember that point on, um, I went to, to Bible college when I was 18, because I was 16 when that happened. And at that point, I just knew, I was like, God, I am willing to do whatever you want to do. It wasn't really, music wasn't like the thing I wanted to do. It was more, is it pastoring, youth pastoring? Is it worship leading? I don't really, I didn't know what it was. I just knew, honestly, I wanted to, to serve him. It's that the song My Desire came from, like, whatever. It's my desire to be used by you. And uh, God literally opened the doors, you guys. I can't even describe. I mean, it's been 16 years now I've been doing this. But how he opened the doors and how it was him that did it and me that didn't push it open is incredible. And um, I always tell people, don't kick doors open because, trust me, the end result will not be good. Um, let the Lord open the door and watch what happens. It'll rock your world. All right, all the way in the back. Oh, man. I'd like to work with. That's a good question. I like that question. Um, I don't even know. I haven't really, I'll be honest, I haven't really thought about that. I don't know why. It hasn't been a thing. Uh, I love Phil Wickham. I don't know if you know who Phil Wickham is. And Yeah. <laughs> So he's one of my, so I, my story about Phil is we went to the same church. He was a 13-year-old kid, and I remember him coming in with his guitar. And uh, he's like, Jeremy, uh, he put his glasses up. He's like, put him up like this. And he's like, can I play you a song? And I was like, yeah, man. And he played this song, and I remember him singing. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I remember knowing that God was going to use him. And to see what the Lord has done through him has been incredible. So, yeah, I love Phil. Phil's like incredible. All right, go right here. How do I decide when a song's finished? Um, when I've when I've mulled over it a ton, even lyrically, and um, I feel like that I looked over every lyric and it felt like it was right. Does that make sense? So it wasn't like like I'll write a song. Sometimes I'll just write and I'll write kind of just my thoughts down, um, and then I'll kind of word it into the song. And I want to make sure that when I'm I'm thinking about it that it. I'm really thinking about what I'm saying, that it's not just a flippant phrase, like, oh, this is gonna rhyme, um, so I'm gonna use this, because then it's just kind of a generic song that we hear the same lyrics sometimes over and over again, um, or how can I say it differently that that isn't trying to just say it differently. Does that make sense? Because then you have songs that people are trying to be overly thoughtful and artistic, and I think it's great, but where you're like, I don't know what you're saying. You know what I mean? It doesn't make sense what you're saying. And so uh, you have to watch that balance of both those things, where you're not trying to overthink it and um, make it something just because you want it to be or you don't want to just kind of throw the first thing out there either. But then there's times when I'll throw something out that's a very basic lyric and I'm like but that's what I want to say. <laughs> and this, in this, that's what I want to say. So. Alright, you're talking to, oh, okay, right back there, sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, my wife and I are uh, youth directors and worship directors at our church in Minnesota. Uh, awesome. really get the congregation uh, into worship more 
Right. You know, you know one thing I've noticed with people is sometimes people just need to understand what is appropriate in their environment. Um, does that make sense? So, you know, uh, some people come from a background where raising your hand just wasn't appropriate because it you know, brings attention to yourself. So I think really it's, it's almost like coaching your church, saying, hey, listen, let me explain to you something. This is between you and the Lord. If you want to get on your knees, if you want to raise your hands, if you want to, you do what you feel like the Lord is laying in your heart, um, that's a big part of it. Two is, once again, is going to be you and how you guys lead and your example, you know, when you're leading worship. Um, but I think, honestly, just discussing it, saying, guys, as a congregation, this, this is what we want worship to look like. Not because we want it to look like something, uh, to look like what somebody else is doing, but we want it to look like freedom. You have freedom to do what God has laid in your heart. Um, so I think just a simple conversation to, to develop what the culture of the church is because a lot of people don't know the culture of their church when they first go there um, because it's not discussed. And, you know, as leaders, you present the culture of your church. And so I think presenting that uh, and being the, that example as well. So right, you're talking to a group of youth pastors and youth leaders, and you have the unique perspective of not just being an artist and a performer, but also a pastor and a, yeah. and a worship leader. And so um, what would you want to say to uh, to anyone in the room who might be feeling like, I don't know if I can keep going in this. It's real hard, and I'm thinking of quitting or something like that. What, how could how could you encourage them to stay in stay in it? Yeah, um, just know that your labor is not in vain. Uh, you know, I think that you may not see the fruits of it sometimes right in front of you, um, but we don't really understand the eternal value of what God's doing uh, with you and your kids' lives, um, and it's worth it. It is worth it. Um, in the midst of the most difficult times, don't give up. I've had times even in playing music where I'm, I'm just done. I was done. And God just kept encouraging me. And I had people encourage me just saying, God is still using you. He's still using this. Um, and I'm so glad I didn't quit because you can press through that hump um, with people and great people beside you. Uh, I guarantee you're going to see fruit. Um, but even if you don't see the fruit that you think you're supposed to see, um, you'll never know until you get to heaven how God has used you. So, um, your labor's not in vain, so just know that. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, he is going to be heading out because he has an interview over at the Air A1 Air One stage. Uh, but would you mind if we just prayed for you really quick, especially with this upcoming opportunity in Pakistan? Big time. If you feel comfortable, you can extend your hand over to, to Jeremy, and let's just pray. Jesus, thank you so much for this man of God who uh, just desires to serve you with his life and through his music and just his conversations with people. Lord, we pray for this upcoming opportunity to Pakistan and, and maybe to Georgia as well, Lord, that you would open the doors wide and that they would have fruitful ministry, that people who are far from you would come to know that you're real, Jesus, and that you have a plan and a purpose for their lives. God, thank you for Jeremy and his music and God, this ministry and the way that he and his family uh, reach out and help make you known around this world. Pray for him tonight as he gets ready to lead us into worship. God, let your spirit fall. Speak to him and through him. And we ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I want to pray Amen. for you guys. Is that cool? Lord, I love you so much. I thank you for my brothers and my sisters. I just pray that you would give them strength, Lord. I just pray that as they pour into this next generation, that you would anoint them to do exactly what you've called them to do. Lord, those who are feeling like they're uh, they're tired and they feel like they want to give up. God, I pray for that extra bit of strength, Lord, as we would soar with wings on eagles, Lord. Uh, you're the one that gives us the strength to do what you've called us to do. And I just pray, Lord, for um, just a, 
uh, an overwhelming sense of compassion for a lot of the things that we're seeing nowadays. And it's kind of hard because you <laughs> kind of want to throw up your hands sometimes. But Lord, I pray for compassion. I pray for the love that you have for your children, the love that you have for this next generation. God, I pray for my brothers and sisters that you would give them um, just vision and give them uh, just even dreams, God, of, of what to do uh, with their kids, Lord, and uh, how to take them to the next step of drawing closer to you. Lord, bless them um, abundantly above all they can ask or even imagine or even think. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, let's say thank you to Jeremy Thanks, as he love slips you. out.